I'm very excited to share this recording with you guys, which happened at our conference, sasopen.com, with over 100 speakers, all founders of B2B SaaS companies. We have a very high bar for what speakers share on stage, so you're going to enjoy this episode where we dive deep into revenue graphs, real tactics, and real growth metrics. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Mohammed Yunus, and I'm the founder and CEO of WeFairs. Uh, WeFairs is uh, an all-in-one event management platform. We help companies run virtual events, in-person events, and hybrid events. Uh, and over the next 20 minutes, what I'll be doing is that I'll walk you through uh, just some of the learnings that I have had uh, over the past six years uh, in growing the company uh, from $0 million to over $30 million in revenue. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, see, since yesterday, I have heard a couple of times, and I'm just going to double down on that one, is that the best thing that you can do for your startup when you're growing from $0 million to $1 million uh, in revenue is that you interview prospects and then somehow uh, figure it out what you want to build for them. And by the time you would have built your MVP, you would already have some of those prospects who will convert into customers. So again, you know, uh, something that you, know, you would have heard uh, many times. But one thing that I'm just going to add on top of that is that just think about uh, if you yourself can become your own customer. Uh, so in our case, the very uh, first MVP we built was we started helping companies uh, do virtual job fairs. Uh, but you know, other than having those customers who were running virtual job fairs using our software, what we did was we actually ran hundreds of virtual job fairs ourselves and actually made hundreds and thousands of dollars in revenue by running those virtual job fairs. So again, you know, in many cases, it, it, it might not be possible with your product, but if somehow you are in that sweet spot where you can use your own product to actually achieve the ROI, then you already have a case study from day one. You would exactly know what it takes to uh, achieve that success that you're trying to preach through your software. So again, step number one, is that you know, when you're building your MVP, when you're building that first version of the product, uh, interview a lot of prospects, see uh, you know, if they uh, resonate uh, with what you have, uh, you know, with the vision that you have for your product. And then again, you know, if, if you can, uh, if it's applicable in your product, try to use your own product. Try to see that ROI yourself, because then you would be able to just have that conversation with the customer where you both can you know, see things from the same, uh, from the same, uh, from the same angle. Now, once you have done that, uh, again, what has worked really well for us, and I highly recommend to wherever it's uh, applicable, is that you validate fast. Uh, and one way to do that is through paid media. You know, in our early stages, we spent a lot of money uh, on paid ads because we wanted to see that uh, you know some of those keywords, some of those pain points that we have in mind that uh, WeFirst is solving, uh, do a lot of other people resonate with that or not? And again, it's just a very quick way of validating it. Uh, and, you know, again, in our case, it worked out really, really well. Uh, I, you can do that through Outbound. You can do it through, through a lot of other places. 
But again, for us, this, this one worked out really well. And few ways that you can do that is that you can you know, focus on you know, competitor keywords, long tail keywords, you know, some, of the, some of the most expensive keywords that exist in your category, but it will help you understand what that prospect looked for, uh, and again, if you are in the right direction or not. Once you have done that, once you have get, got that first lead or first couple of prospects who want to learn a bit more about your company, the very first thing that you can do uh, to impress, impress that prospect is to actually get in touch with them very, very quickly. See, as a prospect, if someone is looking to solve their problem, they're not just going to reach out to you. They're going to reach out to you know, tens of other uh, companies as well. But the company that wins most of the time is that who is able to connect with that prospect earliest with the right solution. If I'm a prospect, if I'm trying to solve a particular problem for my company, if I have seen that great product, I'm going to stop my search. So again, you would be a small company in that zero to one or zero to $10 million uh, you know, uh, uh, stage, but somehow figure it out how 24-7, if someone is going to knock on your door, how can you make sure that you're the first one to connect with that prospect? Because if you have done that, and if you have a decent enough product, you would see that you will have a much more higher conversion rate. So again, you know, the very first things of getting started is that work with customers to create that MVP, validate fast, you know, either through paid media, through outbound, etc. But the moment you get connected with the prospect, try to be in touch with them very, very quickly. That can be the single biggest advantage that you can have in those initial, uh, initial years. The next thing is that as you have had those initial 10, 20, 30 customers, you want to see what other problems you can solve for that particular prospect, for that particular customer. In our case, uh, we used to get in touch with our customers. We would ask them, you know, can you tell us a bit more about your job function? What else do you do? And some of these companies told us that other than doing virtual job fairs, we also do in-person job fairs. And again, you know, we use a company called, you know, that starts with C, and we are facing a lot of problems uh, with them, you know, with the product, with the customer support, with the UI and everything. And we're like, you know what, you know, when is your next event that you're using that product for? You know, one of the companies told us that we're going to have our in-person job fair in the next three months. We told them that how about we build an MVP for you, a product for you that you can use for your next in-person event in three months or less with an agreed set of functionalities. Really just by having that conversation, they were already our customers. They said, you know what, if you'll build it in the next two months, we're going to replace that other, really, you know, again, a high-profile company with, with your product. So it's just by having the conversation with your customer, how else you can solve their problem. We went from a virtual job fair company to also starting supporting in-person job fairs. So that's how we got our first 100K deal. The next thing that you can do once you have proven yourself to a particular stakeholder, to a business unit within a particular department, is just ask them, you know, can you recommend me to other people? Can you recommend me to other departments where this product can be used? And you will be surprised that if you have given someone a great product with an amazing customer support, just by asking for a reference, how many companies would be willing to do that? I see often and often again that not many people ask for those references or ask for those testimonials or ask for those you know, reviews. We do that and we have seen that it has helped us expand from one department in a global Fortune 500 company to over 50 plus departments across 100 plus countries 
just by asking for those internal referrals uh, or external uh, references. So again, do that. You know, ask them how else and who else can benefit from this particular product, and you'll be surprised at how many of them will help you connect uh, again internally with a lot of other departments or externally with other people who have a similar problem that your product is solving. And the best way to keep on earning a customer trust is that you work with them to show them what's coming next and actually point out that this is the problem that you highlighted, this is the timeline that by which I can deliver it to you, and this is how it's going to look like. The more you share your future roadmaps with the customer, and you make them part of the process, you build a kind of a customer advisory board, ask them for what else should be happening in your product, they will see... Uh, they will see something in you that typically most of the other big companies would never be able to do. You know, this is where you can stand out. You can stand out where you make those customers uh, actually the see and makers of what should be coming in the product. And again, as far as that aligns with the vision of your product, consistently share that uh, customer-facing roadmap with your customers. And again, you will see that that will help you earn trust, that will help you retain them, and that will help you get uh, a lot of other references uh, from a lot of other departments. See. You know, by the time you would grow from 0 to 10, 10 to 20, you will see that uh, you, know, you start becoming a big company that end up might be having the same challenges that uh, these customers were having with the big boys before they signed up with you. And at that time, you just have to go and you know, just always stay true to your initial vision and mission of why you build that product and what helped you grow from a $0 million company to a $10 or $20 million company. In our case, when we built our product, uh, we knew that one of the things that has helped us stand out is that we didn't see ourselves just in a software-as-a-service industry, just in a tech industry. We knew that we are helping companies do virtual events, in-person events, job fairs, conferences, trade shows, open days, so many you know, complex type of events. And one of the things that helped us stand out was our customer support. So we as a company just always uh, had this vision that for us, the success would be what do our customers say about us. And by staying true to that vision, which is again, we'll not consider ourselves just to be in the tech industry. We'll consider that we're also in the hospitality industry. We will we'll kind of be very close to our customers all the time. It helps us just break that grid where you know, just a couple of years back, we were a new entrant in many of these industries, but now we consistently rank number one, both in virtual events and the event management software category. So just always stay close to your customer. Figure it out that why they liked you. It might be because of the product. It might be because of the customer support. It might be a combination of two. But whatever that initial secret sauce was, you just have to make sure that you don't lose that sight as you grow. You know, um, again, for us, that was a customer support. And we made sure that at any point, if we have to make uh, any decision of where we're going to make a compromise, that's the part where we'll never make the compromise, which is on the customer support. We want to make sure that we double down on that one, because that's one of the reasons that you know, initially our customers signed up with us. And one of the ways to keep on doing that is that very early on, start making sure that you're tracking the NPS both for your product and for your customer support. Both of things are really important. One is very different than the other, specifically if you are in an industry like ours. You want to make sure that uh, 
you're consistently tracking the NPS of the product, anytime you are getting any detractor, you reach out to that particular prospect and a customer and ask them uh, what would it take for them to become uh, a promoter rather than a detractor. And the same thing should happen with anyone who has a customer-facing role. If you have any AE, any customer success, any project manager, anyone who's communicating with a prospect or uh, with a customer, you want to make sure that you have that you know, kind of small line that says in the signature line, you know, give me feedback or rate you know, our customer support. And consistently, uh, consistently track that. For us, anytime we get any of those surveys filled up by any of our customers, within 10 minutes or less, A, either we thank them for giving us a, a 9 or a 10 and BK promoter, or if it's a neutral or a detractor uh, you know, kind of a feedback, we get in touch with them and we ask them, uh, you know, again, thank you for your feedback. Uh, can you elaborate a bit more of how and what we can do uh, in order to kind of convert you from a detractor to promoter? Just again, tracking that NPS both at a product level and at your team level is extremely important in order to make sure that you consistently uh, deliver the customer support that you wanted to deliver. Uh, so again, you know, just over the last 20 minutes, I showed you that in order to build that initial MVP, try to interview a lot of prospects, work with them, to build that initial MVP of the product. Uh, if you can become your own customer of the product, there's nothing that can beat that. Validate fast. And the way to validate fast is that you can spend it on Google, on paid media, you can do outbound, but try to validate very, very fast and get those initial set of customers uh, who would sign up with you. Once they do sign up with you or once they show a bit of an interest in your product, the very first impression that you can give them is that you connect with them early. If a lead comes in, try to connect with them in 10 minutes or less because the earlier you will connect with them, the better chances you will have that you are the first one giving that demo. Uh, and again, you know, if you can solve that problem, they will sign up with you. Once you have done that, just always make sure that you deliver an exceptional customer support to that particular company. And as you have done that, ask them how else you can solve, what other problems you can solve for them. Ask them for references. Ask them to connect uh, you with other companies or other organizations or other departments wherever they feel that your product can solve that problem. And as you have done that, make sure that you always keep your customers as part of the decision-making process of your future roadmaps. Always track your NPS, NPS for the product, NPS for the individuals, because that will help you consistently stand out. Thank you.